Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game Week 27 just finishing. Game Week 28 is right around the corner with a deadline on Saturday. And we're recording Wednesday morning. Jake, how are you, buddy? Ready to go. Yeah, I mean, are you feeling... Uh, you've had a couple decent game weeks. Like, not great, but, like, survivable game weeks, right? Yeah, I survived this week, which was the goal. I, I did somehow red arrow after yesterday's games. I was in the green. I don't know how that happened. I yeah. guess a lot of people own own Jamie Vardy. I don't know. I don't know. I was the same. I, I had a I had a, a small green, and I was thinking, wow, what a successful game week. So now it's just a small red. It must have just mm. been the density of like Burnley players, right? Uh, yeah. Maybe like maybe everyone people... had like three. Right, right. I th- and I think just you know, okay, good job. You got six points or whatever, or, or you know what I mean. So like that yeah. that just pushed us the other way. But I think that. That's okay because it really was a survival game week with so many people uh, free hitting. Some people wild carded uh, in 26. I think some people wild carded in 27. Um, and so to not play any chips and not take like a huge red, I don't know. That's good, right? Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited. I don't know what to do with my life, but I'm excited about it. With your life or with your chips? Well, you know, FPL life, my okay. fantasy life. Your fantasy, your fantasy life. <laughs> your second life. Do you remember that yeah, game? My, se- my second, second life. life. Isn't that is that from The Office? Isn't that from The Office? Yeah. Second, second life. Uh, hilarious. Um, okay, so kind of a disappointing double, full honesty. And it was funny reading a lot of people online. Like, when will we ever learn not to fall for double game weeks? And it's like, well. I mean, it was kind of a stupid double game week to go hard on, right? Yeah, I, I think we all said it on the pod. I guess you got to listen to us. Well, I know. I, I think a lot of people were talking about free hitting 27. FPL Virgin writes in, who's to blame for the free hit 27 shit show? I don't, I mean, I don't know who's to blame. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Uh, but uh, I mean, we, we talked about it last week that, okay, for some people, maybe the free hit might have made sense i don't know but like very few managers and i went on this big rant about how um you know stop like stop playing this game where everybody just keeps saying like oh play your own game do what you think is best because like there is optimal strategy with these chips and yes i understand that like everybody's team is slightly different but i would guess at this point most managers in the top 200 250k maybe even a little higher than that, that are pretty serious about the game, like people that follow a podcast or people that you know are on FPL Twitter or people that are on FPL Reddit and, and read articles. And like those people, our teams aren't that much different, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you have a few guys different than me. I have a few guys different than you. But for the most part, our teams are probably 60, 70% the same. Wouldn't you agree, Jake? I would agree. And even if they're not exactly the same, like even if we have, if we have um, um, different players, our team structure is pretty similar. And because of the density of double game weeks and the number of teams that still have fixtures to be made up, we all still kind of have the same number of games available. Now, when they fall is a little bit different. But yeah, there's there's to- there's really an optimal strategy. And I don't think, I know it's hindsight merchant, but like we said it, 
earlier in our last pod that it just didn't look like a, a, a an opportunity to free hit. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is that we talked about <clears throat> your your double opportunity is Burnley. They're in relegation. Why why do we all of a sudden think Burnley's going to do amazing? They've been scoring less than one goal a game and shocker, they scored one goal in two games. Yeah, I, I I guess I just don't I don't know I don't get it. Um, but anyways, we're we're on we're forward now, and we're we're gonna be coming into a double game week twenty eight and a double game week twenty nine, um, and these are actually both kind of legitimate double game weeks with um, you know I guess the the potential for um, a free hit, potential for wild cards. There's gonna be people playing bench boost. There might be a triple captain. Uh, opportunity here with Spurs, I believe, in 29, um, or maybe even a, a Chelsea if, if this game gets rescheduled to 28. So there's a lot going on um, um, coming up here. And a lot of that has to do uh, with today's um, with today's cup matches that are taking place uh, later today, um, this evening. And so, uh, yeah, we've got some stuff to talk about. And I think there was a good conversation, and this happens kind of every year, but I, I think it's worth revisiting every year just because I guess my evaluation of this topic maybe changes a little bit from year to year. So the question that has been posed, um, and actually FPL Geek and Two Point, oh yeah, sex sounds, we're discussing it um, on on Twitter. How do you compare the success uh, of a free hit team? Was kind of the general question, and I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about it. How do you personally, Jake? Like when you when you measure when you play a free hit chip, how do you measure that success um, in in a given season? Well, that's tough. I mean, I think the simplest way to say it is you should green arrow. Um, obviously, if you're higher up in the rankings, you're not gonna. You know, it's hard to say. Oh, you should green arrow by this many because if you're in the top 10k, it might be a little bit tougher. Um, but I, I definitely think a green arrow is like anything less is definitely not success. Okay. So what you're saying is and I just want to make sure I have this clear. If your team gets like the rank gets better, your rank improves, then you did good. Yeah, but I, but I think it should be a percentage based on like kind of where you are. Like right now I'm I'm 300k. I'm not having a great season. Like I would be disappointed if I didn't jump more than 50k. I would okay, say. so now you're starting to get some metrics in here. Good job. I appreciate this. This is better. Rather than like, did you get green arrow? Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's tough because obviously if you can't, if you're 10K, you can't say, oh, jump 50K spaces. So you need like a sliding scale. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. I've never really thought about it, but. Yeah. I think a lot of people use, what are your thoughts on this? Like a lot of people use what their normal team would have got. At, for points versus what their free hit team got for points, that differential as like a metric for success. What are your thoughts there? That's a good idea. That's a that's a nice way to do it. Um, how many? Because that way you're also considering what you previously would have had. Yeah, but how many points do you feel like you need? You you would have had to best your other team by. I, I would say at least like. 20 I yeah. think 20 would be a good number 20 seems to be the number that people t- kind of float right where they say if, if I if I did 20 points better then it was worth it the thing is I think that that's a very like simplified version uh, or a very simplified 
way to look at it because I, I think it goes back to what you actually were previously saying, and, and that is th- this idea of like sliding scale. So in some weeks, so, so for example, in week A, the average score is, I don't know, it's a very low scoring week, 40 points. Okay, that's the average score. And you score uh, 20 points above the average. You, you score 20 points above that average and you, you get 60 points, right? Um, great, okay? Now, you, play, you played your free hit that week. You play your free hit in week B. The average score was 90 points and you scored 20 points above, okay? 110 points. So either way, you've scored 20 points more, but it would seem to me that like in that in that lower scoring game week that the free hit was better used. Does that kind of make sense? I don't know if that's true or not, but like you've 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 I don't know, you've 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 produced more points when less points were available. Does that kind of make sense? I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to I figure mean, that, guess... I'm trying to figure that out. I don't know if this is right or not. It's just like it's what I've been thinking. Yeah, theoretically the 20 point difference would be the same, I feel, because you're still upping the average by 20 points. But I get what you're saying. I don't know. Um, I to me, I guess I guess what I'm trying to bring into it, I get yeah, you're right. You're right. It's it's the same gain in points, right? But I guess what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say the idea behind the free hit chip is the application of it as well, like when you decide to play it. And the point of the chip, I think is one of two things, either to mitigate an absolute disaster, which is what my first free hit chip was earlier this year. We had a bunch of cancellations and it just happened to be that my players got hit. I I think that week you didn't play a free hit, for example. I think you rolled out like nine or 10 players um, and I had three players available that game week. Okay, it was completely random. It really sucked, but like that's what the free hit chip was for. So I played it and survived the game week. The other way that it can be used is is within a chip strategy to try to kind of like attack certain sections of the year um, and, and navigate blanks or doubles. And so so I guess that's what I think is hard about the free hit. It's really hard to judge, okay, I got 20 points extra, but like did you use it right? You know, did you even play it at the right time? For example, if you played it in 27, you didn't use it right. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying with regards to that. That's that's a tough that's a tough one. But I think people know deep down. They don't want to admit it, but people know. They know. They know. They know. Um okay, well I don't know. I guess we didn't solve anything there. But it was a good good conversation. I guess if people would maybe um you know, I'd love to have a little conversation about that because I got to we got to figure that out. What really means what what constitutes success in the free hit? So it would be, be interesting to say, like, you should jump 10 percent in the rankings because yeah, that so would be a sliding scale. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, that's or, interesting. Or yeah. 15 yeah. percent. Yeah. I like that. I like some sort of some sort of number. Yeah. That there's a, a certain gain percentage gain would be good. Let's let's uh let's hear people's thoughts on that. That's good. Um, okay, so a lot of big things have happened in the footballing world, um, kind of in the last uh, last week or so. And the biggest one, I guess, was probably the whole Bielsa situation over at Leeds. Um, this has been discussed thoroughly um, online, and we won't. I won't get into a lot of it. A lot of people are are sad about it and upset about it. Um, and and then of course with Jesse Marsh uh, coming in, 
there's 800 threads about, let me tell you about Jesse Marsh and like what he does and who he is. And um, so we won't go into everything about that. Um, but uh, Narwhal writes in his is so friendly because he doesn't know what anyone is saying. He doesn't speak much English. That is that is fair. And he is super friendly. I think that's one thing that people are upset about, right? Like the Leeds fans, he's, he's um, I mean, he, he got them promoted, which was a pretty big mm-hmm. deal for Leeds. But also he was really integrated with their community as a manager, which I think today maybe is, is less common, right? Like the managers are kind of superstar status as well uh, and, and maybe not out and about in the community. Wouldn't you agree, Jake? I would agree with that. Yeah, so uh, I think it's a sad day. Um, he, he's a really interesting manager and, and somebody that I've always really admired. And and so that said, Jesse Marsh is, is an exciting manager too. Um, young, American, actually grew up, Jake, Racine, Wisconsin, right right yeah. by me. Kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, actually, that's where my, my um, mother's side of the family uh, is from, like the Kenosha Racine area. So kind of cool. And... Uh, and we had a, a write-in here from uh, the the po- Pog says, trust the Pog says, how long until Jesse Marsh is hated uh, by fans in England simply because he's an American? Oh, wait, that's already happening. <laughs> that's the English. Yeah, that's funny. English hating Americans. It's cute. Um, Stoop Tiger uh, writes in, I think you know what I want to talk about. You thought I meant dildos, didn't you? Actually, I'd like some insight on what effect you think Jesse Marsh will have on Leeds assets, particularly uh, Rafinha. Um, so, yeah, let's, should we talk just a little bit about Jesse Marsh, Jake? Yeah, we can. We won't go into a ton of detail, like I said, but let's see how we think it might affect Leeds assets. I mean... Um, you know, they, they obviously have struggled immensely from a, a defensive perspective, but they've done an okay job. Not great as of late, but an okay, they've been known to, to be a decent chance creation team. Uh, and they have a, a number of speedsters, a lot of young players on the squad. What do you think? Do you think him coming in, like, do we get, do we see some new manager bump? Do we see leads improve in any way? Um, I think he's going, I don't know a lot about the, his style of play, but, or coaching, I should say not play, but I I feel like they're going to be a little bit more defensive. Um, I think Rafinha, I mean, he's got like nine or 10 goals on the season, so I think he'll continue to perform and do well. I think the, the bigger thing is, is like, are their fixtures good? And in lead status, I would say, yeah, I think Villa, Norwich, Leicester, um, who do they have after that? Wolves isn't great, um, but then Southampton. So I think, yeah, their fixtures are decent. Like Rafinha would be the only player I'm really interested on that team. All right. But I think he'll do okay. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's the classic, like the manager getting fired after three really tough games, right? Man United, Liverpool, Spurs. Uh, bang, 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 and then the managers let go. And then we see this a lot, right, that, that you know, then they have, like, a run of winnable fixtures. So Leicester, Villa, Norwich, Wolves, Southampton, Watford. I mean, you would hope that Leeds could get, um, I don't know, six, seven points, eight points in there, and, and suddenly they're, like, good to go, nine points maybe, and they're, like, they're okay. Um, you know, I guess we'll see. So, yeah, I think, you know, I'd, I'd be interested to see how they use Rafinha. That's the biggest question, I think. Um, Jesse Marsh, 
I don't know what he'll use for sure from a formation perspective, but he's known, he's kind of like a Red Bull, you know, a Red Bull product. And he was, he was with Red Bull in New York. Um, and then with, with Leipzig for a while, um, while Ralph Ragnarok was the, the kind of sporting director. Um, and I do think he's, he's a product of Ralph. Um, and so I think we'll see a lot of the same things that you actually saw from Leeds and uh, under Bielsa, uh, the, the, you know, in terms of like a lot of running and a lot of pressing and they use a different pressing system than what Bielsa used. You know, Bielsa was like a kind of a man mark pressing system all over the pitch. Whereas, um, whereas Marsh will use uh, like kind of pressing traps and triggers in different areas of the pitch. I don't know exactly how they organize that, but I think he uses a lot of four, two, 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 which uh, lends itself to the press quite well. Um, especially kind of like, you know, ushering balls into the middle of the pitch and then winning the balls in the middle of the pitch. The other thing that he does that is actually a little bit different than Bielsa is they, they play really vertical. So, Bielsa likes to play a bit uh, wider, I think, you know, like he uses the width in the attack. And that's where you saw players like Rafinha finding a lot of success. Whereas Marsh um, likes, especially in the more attacking areas of the pitch, to play uh, a lot more vertically and a little bit more narrow. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to affect Rafinha. I, I could see him playing in one of those, like, the middle two positions. But I was reading online, some people were saying that that Marsh has has been known to take like a good winger and play them as almost one of the forward two and let him kind of be the creative type. Now that would be awesome for for from an FPL perspective. So I think we'll learn a lot in these in these first couple games against two sides, you know, Leicester who hasn't been very good but got the result against Burnley and Villa who who've been decent. Um you know, I, I think pretty decent run of form for them. So I'm excited to see how it goes. I don't know. Could be fun. And it's cool. It is cool to have an American coach uh, in the Prem. Has that, has that, when's the last time we've had that? Has that happened? That's a great question. I can't remember. I don't, yeah, before, before my time in the, enjoying the Prem. Yeah. We're, there's going to be, there's somebody that has been a, a, a manager in the Prem that's like a very obvious one that we're forgetting or something like that. Was it Bob Bradley? Was he with, was he? At, he was at Swansea, wasn't he? Yeah, I think that would be the last one. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Bob, I did love. I liked Bob. I liked Bob. Miss Bob. Okay, uh, let's quickly talk about our teams, Jake, because uh, we've kind of um, bounced around a bit here. But game week twenty seven in the bag. Uh, I'll do my team quickly. So I finished on forty eight. The average was forty. So game week rank of two point three million. Again, kind of a survival week. And and I captained Sun, which um, you know I think going against Leeds was was a, a good pick. Um, you know, felt watched most of that game. Felt like he could have had a little bit more. Um, that's just how that kind of goes. Uh, did get a return from Dawson, a clean sheet, and then a return from Cancelo, who got a clean uh, and triple bonus. Um, but I only rolled 10 guys out this week. Um, Dalit didn't play, which was disappointing. Um, and and so that was it. I, I didn't make a transfer. Actually, I held. So I'm pretty excited to have two transfers going into this game week and some runs of, of doubles and things like that. So uh, I did take a small red. So I'm at 128K overall. Uh, pretty rough season, but um, it's just how it goes. So how did you do? 
Um, <clears throat> I had 52 points with a minus four. Um, I brought in Ben Me and Woot because I was a little bit afraid of going with no Burnley players. And also, I, I didn't, I only had three plain defenders because I had Trent who I wasn't going to get rid of. And then I had um, Branthwaite still from Everton, yeah. who I feel like should get some playing time at some point, but I guess not. Um, so I got De Gea with six, Cancelo. Both my Spurs player defenders didn't play, which was a real big downer. I know Regulon still was kind of injured, so he was like a plus minus, but Royale didn't start and came on. Um, I also captain Sun, um, and then I just had an Antonio assist since he's just an assist merchant now. God, your yeah. your team's fucking bad, and you beat me. God damn it. Uh, yeah, I I don't I don't know how. You no, uh, I guess both your Hale? Spurs both your Spurs players didn't play. You have a you're loaded up on Burnley players. You have Banthright. Like, what the fuck is going on? God, my team is so terrible if if your team beat me with that. Oh my god. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm yeah. way worse. Like I'm 336 I guess. K right now. Yeah, I guess. But you're not, yeah. It's stupid. It's dumb. I, I feel this. like I'm not that many points behind you, but Yeah, I don't know. You're probably 50, 40, 50. Yeah, not not I'm I'm floating. I'm floating. Mm-hmm. I got all my chips. Yeah, you have all your chips. It's true. Um. Okay. Well, uh, Hive team, out of the Hive team, had a good bounce back week. Game week rank of nine hundred k, fifty eight points. So not like a blow up week or anything, but um, did a nice job to kind of just like steady the ship after what was a tough game week last week. Uh, captained the Woot. Um, so that was unfortunate, but got returns from Madison, Foden, the Dinge, Cancelo, and Diaz and De Gea. So oh, and Watkins. So pretty actually pretty nice in the returns category nobody big and didn't get the captain right but only like non-returns from three players in the entire lineup that's pretty crazy all burnley players surprise uh yeah bowen so yeah well the captain sorry the captain Mm -hmm. and then bowen broha and lookman with nothing so i guess four players my bad all right uh but a good a good bounce back week uh for the squad and and um uh, things are going well. So everybody make sure that get your votes in, get your votes. In. I just voted this morning before we, we started on the next move. Um, I'm, I have to now, even though I hate the team, um, I have to vicariously live through it because I can't be happy with my own results. So for the second year in a row, that team's going to just smash it. It's exciting. Another, another piece of proof, Jake, that, um, that like hive thinking and team thinking group think is much better than individual thought. So. Yeah, but you've beaten the hive before, so hard to say. Yeah, I think I've beaten it beaten once, but you know, oh. whatever. <clears throat> Despite like a good good season last year and things like that. So, uh, okay, so um, quickly, let's read leagues. Um, I'm going to read the PSL league this week because somebody made fun of you last week that you never read the league dive league because there's too many names. They said, "Oh wow, yeah, they're hating on you." So. Uh, all right. So why don't you go ahead, Jake? League dive top ten. I don't know if I can do it. It's too yeah. Many teams. Wait, what? No, I can't. Uh, all right, number ten. I think this is a new team in top ten. Uh, HDFC Harry Dickinson. Um, number nine Olset Ultimate Team. 
I cannot pronounce your name. Har- oh my God. Harley Hodney. Uh, number eight, Team O'Werner. I like that. Dave LeClaire. Um, Dave, I hope you're French and not Canadian, but it's okay either way. Uh, number seven, M.E. Explosion. Uh, Ian Ch- Chalmers. Number six, Casio Epepe. Adam. Number five, Mix Bricks. Mike Critchlow. Number four, Is What It Is. Steve Jones. Um, number three, Allison Chains, uh, Himmy Hill. Number two, United of Chorley, Bogdan Vasil. And number one, Santiago Munez, Sam McHaffey. Or half, yeah, McHaffey. Let's see where Sam is. He overall, um, is 69. <clears throat> that's his overall rank right now. Wow, that's pretty good. Double digits, dang. Yeah, he had Kane and Son, but also... Didn't listen to Jake's advice, which I actually didn't give it on the pod. Uh, Captain Woot. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, the advice that you didn't give on the pod that everyone should have <laughs> listened to. There's a reason. I yeah. realize now why we don't normally let you read the top ten over there. Fuck it. It's terrible. Yeah, I wanted to give some names out. Well, it's just slow. You know, it's like forty-five minutes of you trying to read a ten people. Well, it's just in case they forget their, like, team name, and then they're like, I don't know who that is. And it's like, it's you. Surprise. Right. Okay. Uh, The PSL Super League, uh, this is is the supporters league. So, all the people that are part of our our Patreon and our Discord, um, pretty pretty big group, about 30 people in the league. Best league in the world. Uh, And we've got a top five bleak team on paper in fifth um, is Frank, and in fourth, ZFZ's All-Stars in third. Uh, Patty, the teeth of Suarez, and second, the Art of the Dive podcast team Discord, the Art of the Hive. And then in first, um, my arch nemesis, wet-ass Pookie, Bobby Love, who is having a wonderful year uh, and is sub-10K into 8K overall. Um, So not bad, not bad for a a wet-ass Pookie, as they say. Um, All right, join the Patreon if you'd like to get involved in that. Um, We've got uh, still quite a bit of season left here, and... A nice little Discord group that gets together and talks a lot. And uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, just shoot me a, a, an email at theartofdive at gmail.com. Uh, you can join on Patreon um, or, or DM us on Twitter. Um, we'll get you all sorted out. So, all right. Let's, um, can we just roll right into the second half, Jake? Or do you need a break? No, let's roll. Yeah, I like rolling. I like not breaking anymore. I think it's better. Just get, like, keep going. Just keep going. So, we're going to talk <laughs> about 28. Um, and we'll be using some data. I, I just I posted, uh, I, I retweeted it. We're going to be using some data from FPL Chase. So FPL Chase has been, for a while now, making a lot of cool graphics showing um, kind of like XG and XGI graphics, but mostly looking at like team stuff and how teams rank uh, against one another uh, in regards to chance creation and expected expected goals and expected goals conceded. And um, I just, I don't know, I haven't given FPL Chase a shout. And I think um, he has done a really nice job of just making it easy to understand and easy to read. And, and the, we'll be using uh, the thing that I retweeted and check it out on our Twitter if you'd like, was the non-penalty XG rolling 10 game average. So the idea is like, basically he assigned um, colors to different expected goals with like darker a darker green showing uh, more expected goals and a lighter green showing less expected goals and then um he did like a he did it over over a certain number of games over over 10 games i guess um 
uh, it's kind of cool. Um, so it, the idea behind it is it's supposed to kind of give you like a, a feel for where teams are at in terms of the direction maybe that they're trending. Some of that, of course, is who they're playing against. Some of that is um, fixture congestion and, and um, you know, the players that are in the lineup. Um, and then, of course, some of that is just like the quality of play for the team. So I, I think it's a cool little graphic and uh, you should check it out if you get a chance. Um, okay, so let's get into questions here. Um, Wilson actually wrote in, we probably should have talked about when we talked leads, but will leads defense get better with a managerial change? Can we still expect goals galore from teams playing them? Um, what do you think? I mean, Jake, do you know anything about that, about defensively? I, I feel like it always, they, that always is the first thing that improves yeah. is the defense. So I would be a little bit more hesitant to just go, oh, I'm going to captain whoever plays against Leeds. Yeah, I think, you know, the reality <laughs> of it is they have they have some a few decent defenders. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think they also have some weaknesses defensively. But um, yeah, the, they won't stretch as much as they they have and i think one of the problems that you saw with um and one of the one of the great things as well that when it came off uh, with bielsa's um pressing style is it's very like man pressing and so um you know i think i think some teams just have central midfield players with with they're using this term now they're calling it pressing resistance have you heard this term jake no i haven't it's like it's like a way to describe a player that can handle the ball under high pressure. So there, that's the term that you know the analytics guys are using now, pressing resistance. And so uh, they, they just you know teams that have really high pressing resistance through the middle of the pitch. And so when you stretch your midfield in a man pressing system, if you come up against teams with high pressing resistance, think like Man City midfielders, like a Kevin De Bruyne or something like that, mm-hmm. that, that they're able to turn and break the pressure. Now they're running directly at a back line. And I think with Marsh, you won't see as much of that, especially with those two holding midfielders kind of shielding that back line. Of course, they'll still be used to press. So I think that they'll be better. I would not be inject i would not be picking leads players right now like to to uh to you know defensive players but um can we still expect goals galore from teams playing them i think they're going to get it under control because for a while they were averaging like almost three expected goals against per game for like this last run and i just don't know that any team would ever continue to to you know to be at that level um defensively so okay Squid writes, and I'd like to thank Jake for his good advice. Kane over Woot, captain. It's the first time I feel like he's actually given advice, and it was good. Do you have any comments on that? One for one, baby. One for one on advice. (laughs) (laughs) Jake did did tell some of our friends, like, don't go with uh, Weghorst. But you did. No, I captain Sun. Oh, you captain Sun. I did bring Woot in, though. I was a little bit nervous to not have him in case he, like, surprised me like i shouldn't have because i took a hit but i did it okay you wanted the coverage as they say yeah i did the coverage the safety coverage yeah kane worked out well i mean kane's been he's been balling out um you know kind of creating a lot and uh we'll talk about him in a minute here because we're going to get into kind of the 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 next two game weeks so matt hall writes in could you discuss a free hit 28 my biggest dilemma, do I keep Salah and Kane on the free hit or do I, do, do I go balls deep? It's a, it's a funny term. Isn't that a funny piece of terminology? Balls yeah. deep. 
with pure double game week players. You know, who do we target? You know, Chelsea could have a double here in 28. We don't know yet. Do we keep game week 30 in mind while we're doing it? There's a lot of questions. I mean, Pav, maybe we should just hit all the questions and go through it. So Pav writes in, is the Kane Sun double up a trap in anticipation of the double in 29? Um, should we get after Kulisevsky? Alex writes in, with Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal, and Chelsea all having general, generally favorable fixtures until the end of the season and being the best four defensive teams, is it time to go back, big at the back again? If so, how big? So let's just get into this, Jake. Some people are free hitting 28. We've got um, Wolves with a double, uh, Leeds with a double, Watford with a double, Newcastle with a double, Aston Villa, Southampton with doubles, and then Chelsea uh, are probably going to have a double, and it looks like it would be Burnley-Norwich. It's been announced that if um, if the the cup matches today play out properly, that they would, that the, the Norwich game will get moved back to 28. Um, so is that if if like either of those teams win? Yes. So we're probably expecting Chelsea to be Luton then. Okay. Yes. Uh, so that sounds like that's probably going to happen, right? Um, and Norwich, I think, officially already um, made like an announcement, like on their official social media, made like an announcement that that we that that this is going to happen. Okay, assuming mm-hmm. that the games go forward in the proper way. So. Um, some people might wild card this week. Some might free hit. Let's just talk a little bit about that team structure and like, you know, do we go balls deep or do I keep Salah if you free hit and things like that? So uh, let's start from the top. You want to go balls deep, Jake? No. You're I mean, a, Salah balls deep and like, guy? A, well, I mean, not in this sense. <laughs> like if, if balls deep means no Salah, that's a dangerous game to play because I, I don't. I don't see why you wouldn't keep Salah in the form he is. And I I mean, West Ham aren't that great defensively. I, I think he's still worth owning. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna it's hard not to have him. I what about Kane though? What what are your thoughts on him? And and I I like Kane as against a, I mean I still th- yeah, I like him against Everton. I like that he has a double the following week. I mean, obviously, if you're free hitting, it doesn't matter because that's like you're just bringing him in for you're bringing him in. But, I mean, if you're looking at, like, what other forwards to consider, oh, I mean, Jimenez and then may, maybe um, maybe Broha because, hmm. yeah. you know, Broha's against Watford. Yeah, I like that. He also doesn't have a double, but like I, I don't really see a lot of great other, or sorry, um, Southampton has Villa and Newcastle, right? So he does have a double, um, but I don't really see a lot of other great forward options. Lacazette would be an interesting cheaper option against Watford. Oh, Laka, yeah, and he's been playing well, hasn't he? Yeah, I feel like he's eye test, but I would have to look at some underlying stats. I mean, the other thing to consider is Vardy did get a goal and an assist in like the 20 minutes that he played, and then he's back up against Leeds. Oh, that's Something true. To consider. And he yeah. seems to be healthy, right? Yeah, I mean, he looked good. He looked really good. He was moving quick. He, you know, he had a breakaway um, in a sense that he kind of like the ball got played really high to him. So he, 
they were able to catch up. But then that that's where he laid the ball off to Maddo, who scored. So I don't know. He he passed the eye test for me. And Chelsea obviously don't really have a forward. Um, but I mean, I I think, and this is part of the questions that we had. I think this is a really good game week to either free hit or wild card because I don't think a lot of people are going to be super set up for this game week, in my opinion, but maybe they are. Uh, I mean, I know I'm not. Okay, well, maybe we should talk about that. Just kind of where, so, you know, where your team's at and, you know, how many, how many like double game week players you currently have. So I can just share mine quickly. So I have three, four, five um, right now. I have two free hit or two transfers five double game week players but two of them are dennis and king so do those even count yeah. <laughs> probably not i think dennis counts yeah not but king. man they got two tough fixtures with wolves and arsenal right, right. so they're um, not really like the it's not really the ideal situation is it yeah that's better than me i have two and one is dennis and the other is ramsey for uh, villa okay so that's where you start to look at this and say Okay, there, you know, I could get, I could free hit and get two Chelsea players in and, you know, Rafinha and maybe, I don't know, like one Newcastle player and double Aston Villa and Southampton. Like you, you'd go, you know, you'd probably have what, nine double game week players? Yeah, I mean, I think Salah and then maybe a Spurs player would be the only thing I would consider going with. Um, I don't really love Man City against Man United, so I think there's a lot of options elsewhere. Yeah. What um? Who would be the who's the player right now from uh from Spurs that you like? Because if you wild card, so the other option would be to wild card, right, Jake? Have you looked at that? Yeah, I have. I've looked at it a lot, and I think there's definitely some like pretty good like pros to wildcarding and i think the best part is with the back-to-back you can kind of set yourself up um for the next game week so you're not having like because to me it's almost like if i free hit i might have to free hit free hit again <laughs> like back-to-back um i i kind of gotta like chart it out but the six teams are doubling in 29 and it's arsenal who at least i have ramsdale and Saka. brighton i don't have any of those players everton liverpool i have some so so i kind of got to like figure it out and what would what would make sense with regards to the free hit versus the 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 wild card but the wild card is it's not a bad option because you can bring in chelsea players um they have like a fantastic run of fixtures and not a lot of people own them right now and it also gives you the ability to bench boost in game week 29 if you'd like to bench boost yeah i think we should discuss two things then um who who are the spurs players who's the spurs player that you would target right who would you want yeah um and should you have more than one um that's kind of what pav was asking about kane's son and then how about Chelsea? Like, who do you go after in regards to Chelsea players? So yeah. let's start with Spurs. Um, do you, is Kane is Kane an option again? I mean, he, he created uh, he created four chances. Um, he was he was tied for third this last week in in chance creation. Um, he did not produce a ton of shots, which is interesting. 
Um, you know, he was playing in that deeper role. And as usual, you know, the, the English announcers were losing their shit over it. Like, you know, Kane's just, he's completely revamped his game. He's just like, no, he's been doing the same shit. It's just finally coming off a little bit. Um, and yeah. he looks, I will admit, he looks better. He looks more active. He's pressing better. That was something at the beginning of the season that we just didn't see from him. He wasn't chasing the ball down. You know, you kind of have to, I think, as a forward, even at that high of a level, have that never say die mentality with balls to try to get things and get on the end of stuff and win things back. And um, so, so he does look better. Is he the guy or do you like Sun? Um, do you like Kulisevsky? Who, who do you like? I mean, I, I really do like Kulisevsky. He had an absolute fantastic goal just like ripped it with his left foot far post um he had another shot just like that that got saved um i think he's a really good option for the rest of the season Would that you- being said with the with the free hitter the wild card i mean if it's a wild card i would strongly consider him yeah. if it's a free hit i might try to go with doubles instead yeah um because I think there's a lot of good midfield double options like Coutinho and Rafinha. Kane, um, I like a lot. He has, in the last like 10 game weeks, he has seven out of his eight goals this season. That's yeah. pretty absurd. Um, and there's just not a lot of good forward options. So I think if you're going to spend, it's going to, it would be on Kane. That being said, that's going to make it harder to make your team kind of balance the rest of the way if you go all the way up to Kane. Right. I think that is part of the issue right now is, is, you know, you've got Kane on your side and you've got Salah on your side and then you've got all these doubles coming and it's like you almost want to have, you know, a full team of playing, you know, like playing guys, right, that you can rotate in and out to kind of get maximize the number of games you have. Is there any concern with Kulisevsky about like, so he's at six is what he costs, which I, is a great mm-hmm. price, I think. And I, I agree with you. I watched... um I actually watched some some football this weekend. It's the first time in a while. Um, I watched a little bit of the match. He, he was bright, man. I mean, you know, he he maybe he maybe isn't as dangerous as like a son, but he's he's all over the place and he's trying to pick balls up and he's trying to be dangerous. You know, I think Lucas Mora is almost healthy, um, and I do think to me that's a little bit of a concern. Like, does he come back in and start? you know, stealing minutes, uh, maybe later in games. I don't know. Um, I did pull up the uh, player comparison tool on uh, fantasy F- football scout for Kulisevsky versus Sun because I was just kind of interested in that. I, some people were throwing it out there online that maybe Sun could cover him or something like, or, or Kulisevsky could cover Sun. Um, I'll say this, the heat map is promising. So Kulisevsky is spending a lot of time in and around the box um, on the ball, maybe even more so. I'm looking just at the last four game weeks, which I know is a small sample size, but maybe even more so than Sun uh, in terms of the areas that he's picking the ball up. But, you know, you look at expected goal involvement, Kulisevsky's at 1.4, Sun's at 2.8. So Sun's doubling that. you know, I think though he's he's a very legit option, and and with this double coming up, although it's not the best double, Man United and Brighton, right? Yeah, I, I mean agree. it's not it's like not the, terrible. It's not fantastic. Yeah, it's not terrible, but it's they're both away games too. So yeah. you know, I don't know that, that I'd necessarily double up. Um, but the plus side is because of Kulusevski's price, 
going into 29, if you had a transfer, you could probably find a way to get him in. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, somebody you could drop somebody on your team that's just kind of in that price zone. And there's there's a number of players, right, that you might have at this point in time. Um, you know, for example, for me, I look and like it might be crazy, but I could move a Bowen, yeah. right? Like to him. Bowen with, is the same thing, right? Yeah, it's his fixtures are a little bit tougher. And right. it's it is that's a tricky one because Bowen's been so good. Yeah. And he should have scored uh, this weekend, too. Right. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he got yeah. slotted in and should have should have banged. That was a pretty great chance. I think it was a like a point. Well, I guess it was a point two five or something xG chance, but but pretty good for him, especially with the way he's been playing. So, anyways, okay, those are good. I think good points. So then, yeah, what about the Chelsea talk players? About Chelsea, yeah, yeah, what about the Chelsea players? Who do you go with? Is it more of a defensive endeavor? They would have, uh, assuming that this double comes through, which we think it probably will, but obviously hold off and see, they would have Burnley and Norwich, which Burnley away, and I think Norwich away. I'd have to double check that, um, but I believe that's how that would play out. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'd like... I'd like the not fake Dr. Matt to tell me what to do with Chelsea, but since he's not here, I think I'd go Mountain Kai and then maybe one defender. Whoa, so um, you're going more attacking. Yeah. I, I mean, Kai's playing up top. I think that's not going to change with the, the Lukaku issue. Um, that's the, that's a danger. That's the danger one to me, though, because if Lukaku gets his spot back... Kai becomes kind of worthless. Um, Zayat just, he's always injured. So I just feel like Mount and Kai, even if they get rested, they're worth it. But, but Zayat too, if like, if you told me like he wasn't going to get injured for the rest of the year, I mean, he's got three goals in his last three Premier League games. Uh, You know, they're going to score goals against the teams that they play. I, I guarantee it. So I, I would definitely triple up on Chelsea if I'm wild carding. Wow. Does it, you, we just heard a, a guarantee from Jake. Goals are coming. They are coming. Yeah. Um, it's just hard because they rotate so much. And Tuchel loves to rotate his team. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. They, um, yeah. Okay. Well, the last, I'm trying to look at Chelsea here and kind of like how they've been. It's a little hard to filter it over the last four game weeks because they've only played, um, they've only played one game over the last. I think over the last four game weeks, haven't they? Yeah, because they. I mean, they. I guess like the way they played against Liverpool is a little telling, but it was Havertz, Mountain, Pulisic, and that's the other player. Like I didn't even like, I for, kind of forgot about him. Sad. Yeah. Um, so that's my concern, actually, Jake. Is that yeah. there's a number of different options for them to go with and a lot of congestion for Chelsea. And to me, I just Mount is about the only attacker that I would feel comfortable, semi-comfortable, 75% certainty that he's going to start both games. Um, otherwise, I'm going Rudiger. Assuming he's healthy, there was some mentions yeah. that maybe he but- wasn't. But Kai did play against Poole, Lily, and Crystal Palace. So he pl- he started all of the last three, and he's the only attacker to do that. Yeah, that's the interesting I, thing about Havertz. He's the one that's most nailed. Where I feel like Mount got rotated the most. He yeah. only played one of the games. Zayic played two, 
I think. Mm-hmm. I, it, it is tough. That doesn't it's concern really you? Like, when Chelsea. you're just saying that right now, you don't think to yourself, like, oh, shit, like, what's going to happen here? Because earlier in the season, well, Mount played every game. Yeah. I think the nice thing is that Chelsea's fixtures are just so good, and it's like, well, if they only play 60, 70 yeah. minutes, I'm okay with that because – I'll have like if I wild card, I'll have a full team or if I free hit, I'll make sure I at least have one or two guys that could come off the bench and get points. Okay. It's tough. No, I it's get, tough. I, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I just, to me, it's, it, it's different if you're free hitting or if you're wild carding. So like if you're free hitting, I, I'm all about it. Like you can go with, you can go with some players like that where like, okay, they're, you know, like it's, if they, if one doesn't play, it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Like you'll mm-hmm. get over it because it's just a free hit. But like if you wild card it and now that person's in your team and suddenly Tuchel decides that like, oh yeah, Kai's not going to be our center forward anymore. You know what I mean? Like that, then you have a problem. You got a transfer issue. Yeah, it's fair. I don't know. That's more just my thought process there. Maybe I'm so wrong. So you just I mean, stay away? Do you just stay away? Well, that's why, I, that's why I'm saying I would probably lean defensively. You know, I'd probably go Rudiger. I, if Silva's okay, I might even go with him. Like, it's a good he double rotates up. His, Yeah, he rotates his defender so much, too. Like, but normally, yeah, but normally not those two, right? So the ones not that normally two, get yeah. rotated is, is kind of Christensen, Christensen, Aspilicueta, Chalaba. Those guys are the ones that are getting Alonso. rotated. Yeah. yeah, Alonso, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying you're right or wrong, Jake. I just, those are the things that freak me out about Chelsea. Um, you know, so I guess, but you're right. The fixtures are good. So, um, the last thing I just put here was like, when we make these transfers over 28, 29, should we be keeping 30 in mind? So with 30, we haven't had all the confirmed blanks, uh, yet, but, uh, we're going to have some blanks and we have some teams that obviously are going to be playing as well. Um, it really worked out well because it looks like this Burnley Southampton game might be on now in 30. So for those that like went all in on Burnley players in 26 and 27, I was not one of those managers uh, because I didn't really see them getting a lot of returns. And um, I was kind of right, I guess, mostly right. Yeah. Um, but now that fixture is going to go in 30. And, uh, you know, some of these people have double Burnley or triple Burnley, and now you have three extra players that you can use in game week 30, although they're not very good players, but um, you have them. Um, I'm at a little bit of a crossroads trying to figure out if I'm going to free hit 30 or not. I kind of feel like I need to decide this week. Um, Otherwise, my transfers all need to be with 30 in mind. So, for example, in 28 here, um, a team I might target would be Wolves, um, especially on the defensive side. They have two home games against Crystal Palace and Watford. Then they go away to Everton. Then they play home to Leeds in 30. Um, I would need to, if I'm really serious about not wildcarding in 30, my next, um, I have four transfers. So I have two going into 28, one going into 29, one going into 30. Um, I would need all of those transfers to basically bring in game week 30 players so that I could roll out with with eight guys, basically. What uh, are the games that are nailed? Wolves leads, Burnley Southampton. Burnley Southampton's not official official yet. I think it I think it's going to happen, but um mm-hmm. I don't know that it's official official as of like this moment. Um Arsenal play against Aston Villa and mm. then uh Brentford and Leicester play one another. Yeah. 
Leicester is some interesting. It's an interesting team with all the fixtures. They have to get rescheduled as well. Like if you're wild carding, it's definitely a team to keep in in mind. With yeah, the they, play 30. they don't have a. The downer is they don't have a double in 28 or 29. Whereas like there's a lot of it's other brutal. teams that do right, and so yeah. like if you're bringing guys in or if you're making you know if you're wild carding like you're probably gonna want to have a lot of 28 29 doublers right but Leicester right now are not one of those teams but you're right they still have three games that need to be rescheduled Um, most likely one of those will fall on 36 um, but we don't know where the other ones are gonna fall so Uh, this is just a cluster this is why i'm no longer good at this game because i should be making a chart for the rest of the day right because you were you were good at you were really good at this game at some point (laughs) you son of a bitch (laughs) well you say Uh, it as if you've had like good seasons you know like come on that's because i've only participated during covid i can't remember when it wasn't covid yeah life is full covid that's all life was although now it feels i don't know how it is in europe but like the cdc here was like Nobody needs to wear masks anymore. Listen, I was top 100K the last year there wasn't COVID. I am just going to state that. It's it's a fact. It's not a lie. It may have I may have finished like 96,000. <laughs> you just still, stuck in, right? I was top 100K. I was trending in the right direction. And then this COVID thing just blew it up. Uh, the last question that we had was from Alex, just talking about like City, Pool, Arsenal, Chelsea, going big at the back. I mean, I think... The, the problem is I think that we have to find ways to manage these doubles, but I'm thinking I'm going to kind of stick with my current setup, which is I have like, I think I have, I would say three pretty big defenders, right? I currently am on double Liverpool and Cancelo and then two like lower defenders to kind of fill that out. And I think I'm going to kind of stick with that structure. My team's pretty balanced and um you know i might i might drop one of those guys down a little bit so that i can can fill some money out elsewhere but yeah i think that that seems big you get nervous so one of these teams is not like the other um that would be arsenal do you get nervous with man city pool and chelsea resting some of their wing backs more we talked about chelsea already um, but like Man City, I was reading interestingly, like Diaz got rested four out of his last seven Prem games last year. Yeah. Yeah. Do you worry about that? Like, do you do you consider that? I don't know. It, I mean, I think with- Cancelo seems to be, you know, he's a 90 minute man. He he has sat in two games this year. Um, I think one he had an injury and then the other one they just rotated him. So I, I don't worry about that so much with Cancelo. It's a little tricky with City right now just because they don't have like all the doubles. So their team's playing really well. Um, they have decent fixtures, but they don't have all the doubles and they have a blank in 30. Some people are talking about dropping Cancelo. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's something that I'm willing to do. He's just been so freaking good all year, but. Yeah, no, if anything, I mean, I was wondering more too about like bringing in a player like Stones. I mean, Stones played. Oh, yeah. Um, and got bonus points. He tends to be a bonus point magnet. I don't know. I'm not sure. They just, I mean, they're going <laughs> to, obviously, Pep always wants to win Champions League. Yeah. Yeah. The problem, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like now at this point in the year, the problem, I just get nervous with Stones. You know, he's got, uh, he's only played in four or five, eight games this year of the 27 mm-hmm. and like and you're right there's there's a very good chance that he could be slotted and i know he had some injury problems earlier in the year but um you know i guess i would maybe be a little bit more partial to a laporte 
right? If you can't get all up to Diaz at 6.3, I'd maybe look at Depo- mm-hmm. Laporte, who's um, just right behind him, seven points behind him and a half mil less. So um, anyways, all right, good question. So you still have to figure out what you want to do this week, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's free hit or wild card. It's one or the other. It's okay. going to have to happen. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at both those options as well. I have not decided uh, which one I'm going to do. I, I I just haven't had time to like try to nail a plan out. What about though the captain choice? That's a tough, very tough one. I think this week. Um, I think I'm just going to throw out some of the different options, okay? And then you tell mm-hmm. me if there's anybody you're interested in. So you could, if Chelsea get a a double, you could go a Chelsea player, right? Um, I don't know where you go to get guaranteed minutes, but you could go a Wolves defender, probably. I, maybe an attacker, but you could do a Wolves defender. Two home games against Crystal Palace and Watford. Leeds, I mean, the only player I'd be interested in defense for them is Saw. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. But yeah. I think some people have talked about that. Leeds, you have Rafinha against Leicester and Aston Villa. Um, yeah. And then you have, um, uh, you could go a Newcastle player. I don't know that anyone would. Um, and then you mm-hmm. also have um, Villa, who have Southampton and Leeds. So you could do like a Coutinho or a Watkins, probably, right? I think would be the two. And then Southampton, Those... you could do like a, a Broha. You could do a Ch- somebody had su- proposed Che Adams or, or James Ward-Prowse or something like that against Villa and Newcastle they have. So yeah. who do you like? I like Villa. They've been really hard to nail down, like when they'll be good and when they won't be good. Right. Um it's tough. Southampton have been playing very well, but that game's at Villa. Um, and then I do like that they still, you know, leads. I, I, so I would lean, as of right now, Coutinho. Um, that's who I'd probably put the armband on. Yeah. I So I currently, I, I like Coutinho as well. I just wish there was a little bit more there, like from an attacking perspective perspective you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i felt i just wish i was seen a little bit more um i don't know he right now i'm just looking it up sorry uh his xgi over the last four game weeks is only like it's only like 0.8 or something like that it's low yeah. compared to like a lot of like just for like just for context Salah has an xgi of 4.9 <laughs> yeah you know, I mean, I think, just, I think for me, it's going to be Chelsea once they get the double announced. It's going yeah. to be a Chelsea defender, like a Rudiger, like or something. Rudiger. Like that's how boring it's going to have to be. Um, I don't even think Salah is a bad captain. No, shout no, he's like a good. I think he's a good yeah. shout, even though it's a single game week. Yeah. He's a good shout. Okay, um, we have a couple of rando questions that we'll finish up with. Jake, do you have anything else you want to talk about FPL wise? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. Fuck it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the FD, FPL Dive. Excuse me, Dive FPL. Um, and then go on there and, and retweet our things if you're on the Twitterverse. Um, you can email us at theartofthedive at, at gmail.com. Um, like and subscribe to our podcast, please. Those types of things. Rating our podcast and leaving. Um, there's so many hilarious. Have you read all of our hilarious uh, reviews of our podcast? No, but I should. There's a lot of funny ones like on iTunes and Spotify. And yeah, it's it's awesome. I love that people do that. Um, okay, some random questions. What uh, Trust the Pogs just wrote in, what animal do you most wish was domesticated to be an in-house pet? Hmm. 
I'll go with a platypus. Oh, yeah, I like a platypus. Yeah. Um, why, though? Uh, they just seem like they're friendly, you know? Like, okay. I don't know. I guess, like, if we're... I mean, that's tough, because, like, could you domesticate a hippo? I guess maybe. Wait, <laughs> well, I think that's the, po- that's the question, Jake, is, like, yeah. you get to pick the animal. I guess I'm not dreaming big enough here. I, I just feel like a platypus like actually could be domesticated maybe. And then I could have like some waterways in my house, like, you know, water features. This is going to be an expensive domestication for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just like that they're mammals and they lay eggs. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. That's kind of, they're kind of goofy like that. Um, mm. I'm going to go with the kangaroo. <laughs> nice. I feel like that'd be fun. And I want one of those big jacked up like alpha kangaroos. You know the big ones? Yeah. Have you seen those guys? Yeah. yeah. Just look like they've been Would doing... it like protect you, you think? Like, oh, would it yeah. Be, yeah, like a yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Domesticated, but also like a, a very cool animal. Like he'd answer the door for me. I'd train him to answer mm-hmm. the door. Uh, it'd be great. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to sell some Girl Scout. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Just punches a little Girl Scout. Bam. Oh, no. Uh, no, he does. He kicks them. You know, the, the tail kick. Yeah, he kicked. Love that. Yeah. It's such a great move. Uh, uh, Joe Kim writes in, um, does ice bathing really improve your health or is it just a myth? Mm, I don't, I don't, I have, don't know. Yeah. I don't have the science on it. Um, people are into that, you know, they're into like the, you know, going into cold water, right? Like ice yeah. bathing. You know, we, uh, I, I do, um, I sauna a lot. I do a lot of saunaing. I have a friend that is a, a wood fired sauna, uh, and it gets cold here. And so we, we do a lot of sauning and there's a lot of research on the sauna. That it's actually, mm-hmm. it's very good for cardiovascular health um, yep. and and really good for like um, muscle relaxation. And uh, yeah, it's got a lot of great, it, it triggers a lot of, um, uh, I think some some hormonal responses that are pretty strong as well in the body. So um, yeah, I, I would think there's probably something like that about ice bathing. I, I think in general, don't, wouldn't you agree, Jake, that as humans, we're, we're just far too comfortable all the time. And like our bodies have evolved to deal with, um, to manage like being uncomfortable at times. And so when we put ourselves in this constant state of comfort, I don't know, I, I think that our bodies maybe don't go through some of the natural rhythms or the natural responses. Again, this is very hypothetical. I don't know the science behind all of it. I'm just, I'm, I'm spitballing. You ever think any of that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with you. So we should be running like a marathon every day. No, our bodies weren't designed to do that either. So oh, okay, our bodies. Yeah, that's what's fun. all these people that I mean. Somebody was asking me about the actually geek right and why you hate training. Somebody was talking about like running. Wilson was talking about running online, um, and and how she's just like sometimes she questions why she does it. And and I've kind of hit that point in my life too. Like you know, our bodies weren't really designed to do a lot of the things that we ask that it to do physically. Um, and yet we, we continue to do it because we live such sedentary lifestyles where, that, that we have to like get all of our exercise in in one hour of the day. Uh, have you ever thought yeah. how crazy that is and like how weird? Yeah, it's not good. I really, I often wish my job was like a little bit more physically demanding yeah. because it's so, I, I hate I don't like working out either. Like I ran yesterday and I was like, this sucks. Why do I <laughs> this do this? Sucks. I mean, I like it to a point, but like, I just, I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's crazy, right? Like we live lives that like we just sit all day. So then it's like, all right, we got 45 minutes. Work so hard that you hurt, <laughs> you know? And like, 
body wasn't decided to do that. Uh, Negan writes in, um, plural for dildo. Dildos or dilday? Jake? I kind of like dilday. Dilday. <laughs> Sounds French. Mm. Uh, Birmingham uh, uh, posted that they were doing a protest against their owners where everyone was going to bring dildos to the field. I think they were going to throw mm. them on the field. That's pretty funny, huh? Yeah, that's pretty great. Got them. Got them good. Uh, okay, that's all the weird questions that we have. I think we should probably be done podcasting. We've gone kind of long anyway. So, uh, good pod, Jake. Good luck with your game week. Good luck to everybody else. Um, yeah, let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should die. <laughs> <laughs>